We are I. Good afternoon, everybody. And again, we're sitting down uh, with Juliana Dean from Edmonton, Alberta. Um, she's a single mother of two, and not just a mother of two, but an extremely busy mother of two because she has two extremely active children. Uh, she's a powerhouse in the finance industry. Uh, she also uses her fitness to be able to promote an extremely positive message. It's the reason why that she's on We Are I today. Uh, she's sponsored by Be Strong Clothing from across the pond. Uh, Be Strong Clothing is something that I want everybody to you know, put a little time in researching on the internet because they have an extremely powerful message uh, you know, promoting personal sovereignty for, for women out there and using their clothing line um, to be able to do so. Uh, Juliana is also a model, um, but like she has mentioned to me many times in the past, and I actually think it's really genuine that she does so that she puts modeling absolutely last on her list of things um, that she's wanting to do in a day and just accomplish for her because she understands first and foremost that her, her kids come as the greatest priority and then everything else after that. So uh, welcome to the show, Juliana. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. So um, we covered quite a bit of things before we started, which again, we probably should have started recording this about like 10, 15 minutes ago. Uh, but why don't you tell us a little bit about Be Just Strong Clothing and what you know about that book? Uh, well, I know that they're, they're based out of the UK, um, and they're all about empowering women, um, motivating women um, of all different shapes, sizes, races, um, and it's, it's an amazing group. I'm, I'm so honored to be part of this uh, this company um, of of strong women um, across the world, um, and it's 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 everything that I stand by: um, the fitness, the health, living in an active lifestyle, um, pushing yourself every day to to be better than yesterday. Whether whether it's in health and fitness, whether it's career wise, whether it's you know driving yourself to be better, you know, for your kids personally you know, whatever the case is. And that's, and that's what this, this company stands, stands by. Do they have quite a big following? Like, obviously I'm just kind of they, learning about be just wrong clothing myself. They do. they do. If you go to their Instagram, they do have quite a bit of following. And if you check them out on Facebook, um, it's, it's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing following on face on Instagram, about 186,000 followers. Um, so a big, big amount. And, and honestly, they're, they're, clothing line is is outstanding i haven't posted anything quite yet just because i'm still waiting um but it's very versatile very lightweight um and reasonably priced too and do they gear towards more like just athletic clothing they do um they actually just launched um a kids line as well which which is something that that i am am for uh, hence why when they did approach me to uh, to be an ambassador, I, I jumped at the opportunity. See, and, you know, actually you bring up a really interesting point because a few years ago I was um, trying to find some shorts 
for my oldest who is then five. And I went to like four or five different clothing places where I actually finally found some shorts as a dad of three daughters. That I'm like, I'm going to want my daughter to wear these shorts. And I was, yeah. I was shocked because, you know, like, as like looking around and seeing they, these like tiny little sports bras and these tiny little shorts and, you know, like, I'm just like, really? Like, it just like my mind, I don't know whether it's just me as a person and how I think or whether I'm thinking about my five-year-old daughter, but I was just like, man, I just had such a tough time with it. You know, and I know it was like for athletic, for the, it was for, you know, like gymnastics and her cheer and all that kind of, and then like her dance, but I'm just like, the concept of it was just so hard for me to wrap my mind around. Well, it is. I mean, especially, especially a, a parent of, of girls, it's different when you have boys, but of girls, you don't want to see them grow up, right? Well, that, and, you know, like when I was, I went, grew up in Southern Alberta. So like in junior high school, I remember the first time a girl period wore a tank top in grade eight to school and people weren't nice to her. And that was a tank top. And we were in grade eight, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I just look at like what it is now. You know, so like when clothing lines go on again, you know, I haven't seen the clothing that they have, you know, for girls and you know, for kids. But it's like, I just have a really tough time with like these like micro pieces of fabric that these girls that just, that they're bringing out. Bad. Yeah, it's tough. It's you tough. know what though? Women, women, young girls uh, in my daughter's class and my daughter's in grade four, nine years old, um, are wearing sports bras because they're, they're now developing at, at such an early age. So it's, um, Do you think that's interesting? You know, we have that conversation around here all the time about how it just seems like, like hormones in children, you know, like, you know, male and female just mm-hmm. are going, it's just getting younger and younger all the time that they're going through these hormone shifts and just developing so fast. You know what it is. And I mean, it's, it's the, it's, it's what's in our food too. I think, I mean, the, the kids are getting taller I mean, you look at parents, there's parents that are, you know, 5'2 and 5'4 respectively, and, and their, their kids are, are growing up to be six feet tall, right, with, with, the, with the food that we eat. So then when you get, interesting that you bring up food, like, so, like, what are, what are some of the options that you give, like, your children? Are you pretty strict with them, you know, when it comes to food? Like, do you guys... I- I am. We're clean. We're clean eaters in my household. I mean, I, I, I do, I do treat them once in a while. I mean, obviously on the weekends, they, you know, we do have our pizza nights and I, I can't have gluten. I have a, a high sensitivity to gluten. So it's, it's, it's difficult. But um, when you have a, a teenager who plays hockey and, and basketball and volleyball and lacrosse and three on three hockey and right now badminton um, her with swimming and dance and, she's busy as well it's they're constantly hungry so um it really does a lot of, I mean, a lot of fish yeah it really kind of comes down to that like sometimes it's it's just really hard to get the calories in especially with kids when they're being so active exactly exactly how do they feel about that like do they feel restricted at all or are they kind of on board you know is it a battle at home or they're just that's what they're used to no, they're, they're used to, I mean, kids will eat what, what you eat, right? What you put in front of them. And if they don't, then, then they go hungry. Yep. And, and they're, they're not going to go hungry. Well, and you know, and that's it. I, I find too, you know, like where a lot of people kind of get scared about their children, not eating. It's like, you know, like anybody, it's a natural human response, but you get hungry enough, you'll eventually eat something, right? Exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah. No, like, do you, since they play so many sports, is that something that you, like, encourage, like, you know, like athletics, you know, just being in, like, anything and everything that they want to be in, is, is that them or is that you? Like, how did they end up in so many different activities? Um, That was more them, to be honest. But, I mean, growing up, we, I mean, I always had them outside, you know, as opposed to being indoors. I mean, anything that we could do outside as a family, we always did. You know, any chance that we get to, to go away on weekends, we, we go away. Um, and I'm not the greatest at sports. I'll admit it. I'm not the greatest. I mean, soccer is my thing. Basketball I played when I was younger. Um, believe it or not, I tried rugby when I was in high school, and I wasn't great at it. But um, I'll play anything with my kids. I'll even get on the ice with my son. I mean, now he kicks my butt because he's, uh, he's much bigger than me. But, uh, no, I do encourage them you know, to, uh, to try something that they love. And if they don't like it, then, then that's fine. You know, and this is the same thing, like what you were just, what we were just talking about with eating, you know, like where, you know, like us as parents, when it's something that we're doing, they just kind of naturally want to like hop in and join. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So soccer was your thing. Like how, how long did you play soccer for? I played from grade six to, um, high school actually. And then since high school, I haven't played since. Really? How come? I don't know. I just, I mean, I play with the kids, right, for fun. But, um, but there's, a, there's a women's league here. Just, you know, time. Time gets in the, uh, in the way. Although that's no excuse. But, uh, um, you know, time, schedule, you know, the kids come first. You know, yeah, when people say that because I always find it to be very interesting, you know, because it's a pretty hot topic now. And people say, well, I don't have the time. It's no excuse. But I think it's not that that's no excuse. It's all relative because you can just go like hypothetically jump in with a team whenever it's convenient for you. It has to be like at a certain time and on a certain day. Like Exactly, exactly. And that day needs to work, right? So when we have, I mean, for example, from July until March, we usually have hockey and hockey is usually four or five times a week. So it needs to, it needs to coincide. And in between that, there's basketball and volleyball mm-hmm. and you know, that, that comes first. If I, if, if my kids are happy, I'm happy. Absolutely. So, uh, so where do you find the time for you? Like what, what's you like all these sports, kids, two kids, you know, like single mom, like just busy, you know, life's just busy with kids, school, you know, work and all that. Like where, where's you, where's your you time that you carve? Uh, in the morning. So my, my day consists of, you know, in the morning I'll get up at 5 a.m. I hit the gym, you know, um, now that it's warm out, I usually do the stairs or I go for a run first, then go to the gym, come home, get the kids up, get them to school, come to work, and then whatever activities we have going on at night, you know, in between that, dinner, and then once they're in bed after homework, I can unwind with some yoga and maybe a glass of wine. Yeah. Yoga is always easier with a glass of wine. It is. It is. Maybe a nice hot bath too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, has it always been like that? Have you always worked out in the morning kind of before the family got up and got organized or is that recent? You know what? I've always worked out in the morning, although the last couple of weeks I started working out at night. Okay. Okay. Like I'll, I'll do, I'll do a mix between the two because Jonah's hockey is, uh, has ended. Oh, okay. So, so not as much going on at night. So I can, I can focus on maybe doing the stairs in the morning and then go to the gym at night. 
So being so busy, but prioritizing like two a day workouts, like, like why? Like, you know, cause you know, the reason why I ask this is because a question that I get all the time and where there's a little bit of a cultural shift in the fitness industry is how many times should I work out in a week? You know, before there's always kind of like this standard of like three days of work is kind of like average. You don't really want any results four days a week. You're kind of, you know, chasing some results like five days a week. You're really going for it. No, but I never really connected with that mold because I've always been so active, you know, since I was born. It's just always who I've been. And as our jobs get more sedentary, I always kind of challenge that thought process of like, we're just, we're so lazy. Like how could, how's that even relative now? Like, how's it not relative to, you know, do something physically active like seven days a week or, you know, like twice a day, just a change of activity. Um, you know, so do you, do you feel refreshed? Do you feel recharged more? Is that something you do all the time? It's like two days or only like a few days a week. Like how, how did you structure that or how do you structure that? No, I go, um, it's a routine for me. So like last week, for example, it was six days. It's, it's at least four or five days a week. Last week it happened to be six days. Um, my legs are feeling it today, but, uh, no, it's, it's usually five days a week. I'll usually take a couple days off, but I mean, the two days that I have off, the kids and I are always doing something, whether it's a, you know, a small hike or a bike ride or a run or we go swimming so we're always doing something. So even if it's not the gym, it's, it's, we're, we're, we're an active family. We're doing something or we might go to the basketball court and shoot some hoops. Do you find that's like, not only is that like valuable for you and kind of, you know, it's like staying active, you know, and movement based because that's, that's what you want to do. But um, it's also just really good way to be able to connect you guys as a family. Cause then there's really no options of, you know, like, like iPads or electronics or like screen time and all that kind of stuff. Like it it gets people away from like even thinking about those things. Yeah, it does for sure. I mean, I mean, they, they said that, you know, children, especially between the ages of five and 10, they're more likely to develop behavioral issues if they have more than two hours of screen time a day, whether it's iPads, TVs, you know, Xboxes, Playstations. So I, it's, it's not that I intentionally try to limit that. We just, as a family, I think it's really important. And we're, we're also bonding as a family and we're, that's, that's quality time that you'll never get back. And I think the kids, they'll remember times like that, as opposed to you taking them and, and buying them something, buying them a game for their Xbox or, or you know, an iTunes card for their iPad. Well, and there's, there's certain things too. I can't remember exactly what the process is in the, in the body Offhand, but when you work out as a child, you actually gain some like attributes, like anatomically, like you know, like physically in your body that you will then have for the entire rest of your life. Like, there's you can't gain that if you start in your 20s or 30s, but like when you're young and you start working out, like, like how your body then grows and how it adapts, and you always have something to come back and leverage. And that's mm-hmm. why I was trying to make it a priority for my kids, too. Right? No, I think that's really important. Yeah. Good. So, um, you know, like how, how did you get into like, you know, fitness, like in general? So like out of like when you were in high school, you know, and you playing like soccer, did you guys like work out too? Or is it something that you picked up after high school or? No, it's, it's something I picked up after high school. Yeah. I was, uh, honestly, I was a tomboy in high school. I was such a tomboy in high school. So I didn't really, didn't really work out. It was something I picked up after high school, you Mm -hmm. know, 
Um, honestly, I was, I think more so because I, I felt good when I worked out. So that, that was the biggest thing. And, and, and I felt that I looked good when I worked out. And when you look good, you feel, you feel good. Mm. So for me, that, that was, that was important. You know, it was, you know, my skin looked better. You know, my hair looked healthier. Um, not necessarily my, my physical body. I just, I felt better. Mm. Interesting that you connect with, with a message like that at such a young age, and especially when things typically are a little bit more about like no vanity or like our physical self where, you know, like we might not be as focused on like the hair or like the skin, although, you know, especially for a woman, they're obviously going to be parties, but you know, usually like, like how your body physically looks is a pretty big, mm-hmm. point, but it seems like you kind of bypass that altogether. You know what I did? I actually, believe it or not, I, I did not start wearing makeup until after both my children were born. Really? Really? Really, I, I wasn't I I wasn't into it, and um, uh, it didn't. I wasn't phased or jaded by by social media or um, what was in the magazines. I guess at the time, social media wasn't wasn't around back then. Hey, don't date yourself too <laughs> much. You could have had a little disclaimer that nobody would have known. <laughs> but uh, was that like the way that you were brought up? Like, were you raised? It was. It was. I was. I was raised that way. We 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 weren't allowed to wear like, you know, short skirts. You know, our our nails could be done like polished, but you know, no no short skirts, no makeup. It's 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 how we were raised in our in our family. So you know, um, you know, being the like the age and the life experience that you're at now, and especially having a daughter. Like, do you value being brought up like that? I do. I do because, you know, she'll, she'll go to school and uh, she'll tell me about how, you know, one of her friends is wearing a, a crop top and how it, it, to me or to her, you know, it, it didn't look appropriate. It was inappropriate. So for me, I value that because I know that she sees the, the difference and that it's wrong. Mm. in 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 her opinion perhaps maybe not to this other young lady but to her that it's not right how do you feel about there being just like options like that for young girls like with honestly there should i don't think there should be there shouldn't be because it's i i think young girls like that are are wearing clothing like that and articles like that because there's a sense of insecurity it, it has nothing to do with them wanting to wear something like that because purely for the sense that they want to, it's they're insecure about themselves. Plain and simple. Yeah, I often thought about it too, is that when, when, especially when girls are, are so young, like are they insecure in wearing those clothes because they're insecure or are they actually young enough to have like a really organic sense of security because they just don't know enough yet. But by wearing these clothes, it slowly chips away at their security they have in themselves and their personal sovereignty, creating a problem later on. I don't know. It could, it could be, it could be both. It could, it could definitely be both. 
because it just, you know, like when I feel because like, you know, we do a lot of work with kids around here that it gets to be like a certain age. Like I kind of feel it's about 11, 12, 13 for girls, like kind of somewhere around there where they actually are even a little bit more hyper aware of like their physical presence. Mm -hmm. And like before that, they're kind of just like these arms and legs going through life, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but then when you start dressing that individual up in these clothes that we know as adults kind of like create insecurities or, you know, like create, you know, potential mental health issues, you know, and like, you know, searching for acceptance later on, you know, by wearing clothes like this, I've always kind of wondered that myself, you know, like, are, are we instilling these insecurities like in our children, especially our girls by there being options? You know, there's like, we're not the only two that feel that way. I talk to parents about it all the time, you know, men and women. And there's not too many people that I know that are like, like, yes, you know, my, my daughter gets to wear this like super short crop, crop top or these tiny little, you know, like show off your, your bum cheek shorts when they're like eight, nine, 10 years old. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, no, my daughter needs to be covered. Yeah. Did, and she's like, she's on board with that. Like she doesn't like, you know, hey mom, no. you know. No, she tells me, she even tells me, she goes, mom, I don't want to. I don't want a bum like you when I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, I hope my bum stays small. I hope it doesn't get bigger because I don't want attention. <laughs> so. Where is she like beyond her years at that age? She, she, she is beyond her years. Honestly, she's, she is extremely wise for her age. But again, you know, like it's, and how old is your, your daughter again? She's 10. She'll be 10 in a month. Ten in a month. Mm-hmm. But like, how interesting! It, like, because you know, I'm trying to think back to like when I was young, and it's like I don't even remember anybody being aware of those kind of things. But but because you know, like having a big bum now for a woman definitely does get you attention, especially like on social media. But she already understands that. She does. She does. And she she does not want that kind of attention. Yeah. Which which for me is is good that she's got that intellect and she's she's got that awareness already but still very uncommon you know like for very. Her, like there's quite a few you know people that would be sitting on the other side of that bed oh yes there is see and those are the things that kind of, that that worry me with the with my girls growing up in this world is when they start to see those things because i even like my oldest daughter when she's singing along to some of these songs that she listens to, like it makes me just cringe and I have to bite my tongue like constantly. Mm-hmm. Like it just, mm-hmm. because it's just implanting those little seeds in their mind. Right. It is. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so when it comes down to, um, you know, like the, the vanity side of the industry and obviously like we know that that's not really a big part of like, who you are and some message that you try to, you know, promote like with your, with your children. We were talking right before this about how, um, like you posted some pictures on social media, but you, you've taken them off. Um, I have. Yes. Yeah. Do you just want to kind of explain a little bit of that conversation that we were having before and maybe get into a little bit of detail about it? Sure. Okay. So obviously when I, when I was approached to do some modeling a few years ago, it was, it was, um, a little more revealing. So some lingerie, some boudoir, 
Um, did you and, know and that was what it was going to be when you got into I, it? I, I, I did. I did. And, and um, I did post, you know, a few select pictures. Um, and, and so did the photographers because you sign a release because the pictures technically are not, are not yours. Um, I, I did take them off about a week ago, the, the more revealing ones, just so because. What made you do it in the first place? Like it was that, was it something you were interested in before or was it something that, you know, like you're like. I'm going to throw all caution to the wind. This isn't something I'd normally do, but I want to break out of this shell. You know, was it one of those moments or? It it was in a sense, but I also wanted to, um, to kind of, there there was a message behind it, a, a message about, you know, empowering women's beauty. Um, but I think I, I, I almost did it. I personally think I did it the wrong way at the time. Like looking back, I, I think I did it the wrong way. Um, they were all very tasteful photos, very like professionally done. However, for me at my age, um, I, I just want to gear more towards fitness, the swim, the health lifestyle. Um, and just let women know that, you know, our natural beauty, that's, that's most important, you know, not these, not these, you know, pictures that are on social media that have been altered, photoshopped. Um, you know, we, we've become so consumed with how the world views us that, you know, when we go to the gym, you know, I've seen so many women at the gym where, you know, they come and, and it's first thing in the morning and they've, they've got their makeup on and, and all of this stuff. And, they don't have to. And, and it, if it makes them feel better, that's fine. I'm not against it, but you know, we're all beautiful no matter what naturally. And, and that's the biggest thing. And, and that's, that's the message that I want to relay. And I don't think these, these photos that I had up was relaying that. I think it was relaying the wrong message and, and hence why I took them all down. I just want to gear more towards living a healthy lifestyle you know, embracing your own natural beauty. See, and I find it, you know, from like, like a, a man's perspective, I find it to be like a really complex issue. It really, because I see it so much because of the industry that I'm in. And then like a lot of the people that I have on, you know, like my, um, my social media accounts, but it really seems like, there's a, a majority of women or what seems like a majority of the women that I'm exposed to the way that they want to empower themselves and empower other women is by doing photo shoots like what you did. But I find that when I look at the face value of it, I see like what you came around to and see is it almost seems like it does the opposite because it, it just like it's hyper sexualizing women which I think that kind of carries like the stigma that I don't understand as a man, like how then that becomes like empowering. If it's just keep pushing the same dominoes over, you know, like oh, it is. the it culture is. Tip to me would be like, if, if it stopped and women just started taking, like doing photo shoots with like 
like just dressed like really nice, like, you know, like sexy dress, you know, like really nice business, you know, like just like something like that. Where it's- I agree. Classy, classy is always sexier. It's always sexier. I mean, you, you look at the health and fitness field. I mean, for example, you look at competitors, okay? Um, females versus males. Females, what are they, what are they scored on? They're scored on um, not, not necessarily their physique. It's on what they do to perform, their performance. What, what, what can they do to perform? Men, they're strictly scored on their physique. So it's still, they're still, women are still looked at as, as a sex figure. And it's, and it's too bad because it shouldn't be like that. How do you feel like when, when like a lot of women, you know, present the image of being like this, this sexual figure by, you know, to say like posting pictures, you know, like that on, you know, like social media or just kind of falling into that mold at like the same time, there's, you know, things like where there's a lot of women who want to empower, like to say like a hashtag me too movement where it's like, let's stop this hypersexualization of, of women and, you know, kind of like empower women to the other side. Do you think that those two concepts, do they run synergistically together or are they, they pushing in two different directions? Well, if you've got enough women, I mean, like myself and, and other women similar uh, to me that, that can reach out to these people, I think, uh, I mean, you could be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you just have to have the right voices to reach out to these women because clearly it's, it's, I, I truly believe it's all about insecurity and, and getting the attention to, to fill that void. There's, there's a void inside and that's what it is. And that's what they're doing. Yeah. And it's like, do, do women feel or fill that void or does that void get filled, you know, by, you know, say like hypersexualizing themselves and then getting positive feedback from other females or is it like majority getting like positive feedback from males? It's males. It's, it's males. They're, they're not getting the positive feedback. Um, like all of my fitness photos and all my fitness motivational quotes there it's majority of it is females you know the photos that i i did a few years ago that were a little more risky was all males so you know it's you 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 do the math right i mean clearly it's 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 the it's the kind of attention that you you don't want to seek so then how did how did you as a person not connect with that? Like what what pushed you off and into the other direction? Because I'm sure that it'd pretty be pretty easy, you know, like posting like a picture like that online, you know, getting like all these likes and all these like, you know, DMs and all that kind of stuff. Like how did you not get sucked into that? Um honestly I think I I think I'm grounded because of who I am as a person, number one, number two, my my children. My children will always come first, um, and so being a mother, um, I, I I wasn't phased by it. And and trust me, I I did get a lot of DMs, and and I would just delete, 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 um, just because to me it was irrelevant. I wanted to get a message out there to women, um, and it was it was only women that I responded to, 
um, I, I, I had so many, you know, offers from, from different companies to, to, to be sponsored by them. Um, but it wasn't something that I felt, um, passionate about until, uh, just be strong approached me. Um, so, so for me, it wasn't, I, I, I think staying grounded and, and, and staying true to your roots. Um, and, and I partly, um, my parents, I, I, I would, I, I would attribute that to my parents, you know, in, in, in doing a, a, a good job raising me. What, what, what do you identify when you say doing a good job raising me? Well, family values, um, our morals, you know, strong family beliefs, you know, priorities. Family comes first, always. So whether that's, that's, that's our children, you know, parents always comes first. You, 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 you may lose focus because of, you know, all, you know, you're getting all this, all this exposure, all this attention, but you pull yourself back. Mm -hmm. It's easy or it well, it's not easy. Sorry. It seems like it's easy to get sucked in to like the vacuum or the, the vortex of like the social media spiral. Um, mm -hmm. But I just find it so fascinating how passive you are to it. You know, like you're not saying that like you shouldn't be, I think it's very genuine and wholesome that you are, but like, I want to try to like understand why, you know, even if that this doesn't help anybody else, you know, find some, you know, some empowerment for themselves, but even to me to be able to help educate my daughters more, you know, because I don't want them getting sucked into it and not knowing where it's going with how fast the wheels have come off the bus with all of us in this society. And they're growing up in that. Is it going to kind of get old before they get exposed to it? Or is it going to be a hundred times worse? Or even if it stays the same. Mm -hmm. because them being exposed to women who are sucking fat out of one area of their body and getting it injected into another one. You'll need to have like a bigger bomb or a nicer. Oh bomb. God. Yes, I know. For, yeah. For women to not ever post a picture of their face but only of just like their bum or their body and get thousands of likes every time they do that. Like it just, it's hard as a dad with three daughters to know that that's out there. Like it, it's, it's tough for me. So to be able to give them the tools that they need to be able to navigate it, like where even when they do get exposed to it, that they can walk away from it because they just know that, that's not what they want to connect with. Mm -hmm. I'm, I've always been honest with my kids. So, I mean, my, my son obviously has the Instagram, the Snapchat. I, I don't even know how to use Snapchat. I have it just for the filters because my daughter loves it. It's the only reason why. Um, but I don't know how to use it. I honestly can honestly hands down say I don't know how to use it. But um, I don't even have Snapchat, so... I, I, I don't even know what my username is. She does. <laughs> um, but um, my son will actually, he, he's the one that, that has also kept me grounded though too, because he will say, mom, you know, 
give me your Instagram or give me your phone for a minute. Then he'll go onto my Instagram and he'll block a certain number of his friends. So, you know, so, I mean, they, they, they keep you grounded too. And, and I've, like I said, I've always been honest with the kids. Mm -hmm. And if, if I see something on Instagram or on Facebook that is inappropriate, I'll actually show the kids and say, you know, this is, this is what's going on in the world. This is, what do you guys think of this? And, and they'll give me their honest opinions and they'll tell me, you know, oh, that's, that doesn't look good. Like my daughter seen fake lips on a, on a woman and said, mom, her lips don't look good. I said, no, they don't. He said, but that's what some people do. You know, God created you the way you are. You're beautiful just the way you are. And you, you keep yourself just the way you are. Mm. And it, and it is, it is especially the, the lips thing, because I just don't understand it. Like as a guy, I just really don't understand because is there a, a woman that's going to be able to pull it off one day? I don't know because I haven't really seen one myself. And I find it very interesting that, that women feel like they might be that one, but like, mm -hmm. you know, like, cause you, everybody kind of has to understand, or I, I feel like they, uh, people would understand that it just doesn't really look that good. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I, I have very close people to me that have had it done and it looks horrible. And I've told them it looks horrible. Even had one girlfriend tell me, oh, you should get it done. I'm like, no, no way and no way in hell that I would ever touch any part of my body. You know what? I've had kids. Is my body perfect? No, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. You know? Why do you think we want to over-identify like where our self-worth is just so wrapped up into how we physically look? Because I know we were discussing this before we started this episode too, that, um, you know, and anybody who really knows me that I just, I really don't care what my body looks like, you know, and even like when it comes to like, when we do events, I don't really care ever about finishing first. Like, it's not really about that. Mm -hmm. I just, the part that I connect with the most is having a body that's this tool that if I want to do anything at any time, no matter what the quantity of it is, I can do that. And that's exactly. what I connect with. So, you know, when people hyper identify with vanity, I'm always so lost because I just don't understand. Mm -hmm. And people always say to me, it's because they're like, Oh, like you have like a, like an above average body or like a, a nice body or like what people think that may be. You know, and I think it's like in the eyes of the beholder, but um, I just, I think that I, I still don't understand it from that standpoint because it's not really something that I connect with. Right. Like, you know, as like, as a, as a woman, have you ever fought like a battle where, you know, you wanted to like identify with like, you know, like the vanity side or have you always just been steadfast to like, this is just who I am. I love who I am. And that's the bottom line. No, like I, I, I did fight with the vanity side at one point because, you know, I, I have girlfriends that are, that are like that. Um, so it, it was difficult, especially after, um, having my son, it was difficult pregnancy. I, I had high blood pressure in my last trimester. I didn't, I didn't lose the weight 
as quickly as I wanted to. Um, one of my girlfriends highly judged me after. Um, I, uh, and, and my kids, I had to have an emergency C-section with him. Um, so it was, it was difficult, I would say, the year after he was born. Um, just because it did take me probably a full year to lose all the baby weight. Um, so it was, it was probably at that time where I, I did have thoughts of, okay, maybe I should do this or maybe I should do that in my head. Did I express it to anyone? No, I didn't because I also thought that's, this is, this is crazy talk. You know, this is not something that, that I would want to do. Um, I just got my, my butt back in the gym and, and worked hard and, and well, What was an acceptable amount of time? Because if you say like, it was like a year before I got the weight off, did you have like a certain amount of time that you're like, okay, six months after this, you know? This well, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, um, with my daughter, it, I, I lost it fast because, but I was also more active with her as opposed to him. Um, um, with, with him, I said, I said four months and it took a year with, with her, a, it came off literally six weeks. It, it really? only took it. Yeah. It only took six weeks. But I also didn't like four before. months seems like, especially after you have an emergency C-section, like I like know, and I couldn't do much. I couldn't do much. Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess maybe I was a little hard on myself too. And I mean, you know what? After him too, I, I did suffer a little bit um, with postpartum depression too. Not something that I needed to take medication for, but you know, you, you. You go from not having any children to having a child. You know, my husband at the time was out of town all the time. You know, I had this baby at home. Um, he didn't want to breastfeed, you know, so there I thought it, there, there was something wrong with me. So it was. Yeah, you know, and then on top of like, because those are like legitimate things to like shoulder stress about, right? You know, where it's like, you know, like you're a mom for the first time, like, you know, anybody who, when they have like their first child, we all know what that's like. You're like, what planet is this? Because this planet never existed before. And exactly people describe it to you. It's like the, like the most genuine advice that people can give you to the parent is just like, just wait till you get into it the first time. Because like you, you can't even describe what that shift is like in every part to like your mind, your body, like just, your life, your presence in this world and, and everything. But, you know, you know, especially with like having trouble, like breastfeeding, you know, like an emergency C-section, it just seems like there's a lot of stress. Like those are things to shoulder real stress about. But then on top of that, you're like, okay, four months and this weight's coming off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it took, and it took a year and boy, did I like for me, for me, boy, did I look chubby. <laughs> <laughs> look chubby or is that just how you like, because you've seen yourself through that lens. I seen myself through that light. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what though? I can look back and just, you know, make fun of myself a little bit. Right. And then just realizing like how temporary all that is, but then at that time, like how, how real it is to live in those. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. 
So then what's like, what was the time in between your son and your daughter? Uh, almost five years. Almost five almost years. Five years. There, would have been, there would have been a third. I, I had a miscarriage between the two. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you would have had that baby, you would have still wanted to have more? Like, why did you stop no, it? No, there, 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 there probably only would have still been two. I wanted four. My ex-husband wanted one. So oh. we compromised with two. No compromise at three? No, 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 no compromise, yeah. 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 Um, so. Why four? Like, why four children? I don't know. I just, you know, I come from a family of six. I always wanted a bigger family. So. I think, like, once you have two kids, like, like two kids is, like, the easiest to manage. Like, I even feel like if, like if you're a single parent, like, two children, like, you kind of got it. You know, but, like, yes. once you have three, like, life is just crazy. And then, you know, I think, like, after that, you might as well just completely throw yourself under the bus because it's, you know, madness after that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So why do you think that the weight came off so fast um, after you had your daughter? After I had my daughter? Yeah. Is you know it just more of like I'm not going to let this happen to me again? Like I think I was. I think I was more prepared. Um, I worked out a lot more with her. Um, even up until, and and it was a scheduled C-section with her, so I I was I was a lot more prepared with her. Did you work up like you know right into your scheduled C-section, like or where did you cut it off? Yeah, like my my C-section was on a Monday, and I I worked out until that Friday. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so I feel like it helps you, you know, like because they say like the research is now, you know, like women who work out and especially like yeah. you know push hard in their workouts as late as possible, like your body is just adapted to that stress and it actually makes you no know, delivery. You, know, you you recover, you recover a lot. Quicker. Like with my son, I was in the hospital for five days mm-hmm. after my C-section. With her, I was out the next day. Really? Yeah. Now, when did you get back into the gym? Uh, I well, you can't really do anything for six weeks, so I couldn't do anything for six weeks. But I I could walk, so mm-hmm. I walked every day with her. Yeah, just put on the miles, put on the shoes. Yeah, I just put on the shoes and I walked. And then once, once I was given the okay at six weeks, I, I went. So is like fitness always kind of seems like it's been this, this mainstay for you. That's really helped just maintain like who you are, like as a person and who you connect with as a person, have you ever had to like leverage your fitness to be able to get you through like something, you know, in your life, like where like, it was just like, you know, whatever the life circumstances may be like, you know, we all. Yes. Yeah. After my, after my separation, when, uh, when my ex-husband and I, um, divorced six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Did oh, you, yeah. did you use like more? Or was it just like, you just had to make sure that like every day you were there getting after. I, I was, I was in the gym, believe it or not, I was in the gym twice a day. Because it was it was a very stressful time for me, and going to the gym just alleviated that stress. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you feel like you know using, you know, like you know, health and fitness as a way to be able to you know manage like your stress and like you know everything that comes along with that, especially going through like divorce and separation. 
um, you know, because like the easier alternative, like for most people is, you know, just taking, you know, like an antidepressant or like an SSRI, like something that helps them mm-hmm. like that. Um, do you really feel, you know, like now looking back at it, like that's just like, you know, really happy that you chose that route. Like, even though you might've dedicated so much time to it, like, is that something that you value looking back on? I do. I do. Like me personally, I don't believe in antidepressants as, as a way to cope with depression because all, all it does is it's, it's, it's like a bandaid. It's just a temporary fix. Whereas the gym is, it's, it's long-term, you know, you don't feel tired. You're, you're doing something and it's, and it's not only going to help you mentally, it's, it's helping you physically. Um, like I, I'm able to do things with my kids that in all honesty, a lot of mothers my age can't even do. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll be able to do that for the next, you know, 15, 20, 30 years. Does that and, worry you that other people that, like you say, like in your, you know, same demographic that you see them struggling doing things that you that come very easy and very natural to you. Like does that, does that worry you? That's cause that's kind of where a lot of the culture of our world is going, right. You know, we're yeah. make it easier, you know, like less active, you know, where things just become a lot harder to be able to accomplish physically. Yeah, it, it does worry me because it's, it's, it's such an easy, like it, it is, it's such an easy thing to fix and, and, they don't have to necessarily get to the gym. They could do other things. They can, they can walk. They can, they can go outside and, and do stairs. They don't have to go and buy a gym membership if it's, if it's money that they're worried about. They can go buy a couple of, of weights and, and do things in, in their home. And, and the biggest thing is diet. You know, instead of eating all this processed food, they can just eat healthier. And honestly, eating healthier is, is a lot cheaper, you know buying the big bulk packages of chicken and, and fish and, 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 and cooking smart, a lot of veggies. Why do you think like it is, do you think that people actually connect with wanting to make their lives so sedentary and so easy? Like, you know, McDonald's drive through, skip the dishes, you know, sitting on the couch, not working out, not being physically active. Do you think that people actually connect with that type of life? Or do you think, again, it's kind of a lot to do with like marketing. Like people are told like, you know, your house should always be 70 to 72 degrees, you know, like, like it should be easier. Like, Hey, I'll deliver your food instead of you having to make it. Um, you know, you can get lipo instead of losing the weight, you know, like all these kinds of like, do you think we're just told that we should be lazy, even though it's not something that we actually, yeah, it's, 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 it's convenience and it is, it's marketing. It's, it's absolutely convenience because I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. We've ordered skip the dishes too, as, as a treat on, on the weekends, you know, once a week we have, we have, we order in or we go out, you know, but it's, it's not an everyday thing. Um, but you know, it's, it, it shouldn't be a thing where you, where you order in all the time and you're sitting on the couch and you're not doing anything. You know, instead of, instead of ordering, you know, skip the dishes, you know, go and grab a pizza instead. If, if that's what you really want, walk to get a pizza. So you just feel, you know, because I, I'm a person that just really believes that, um, 
I, I the the parts that I see the hardest with the the way the world is going is because I think there is a lot of anxiety and depression just because people are lazy. You know, like mm-hmm. they're they're not burning off that energy. You know, getting away from it. Like they're just like we we have a certain amount of energy in our body that we just need to expel and expend. And if that energy is sitting stored in our body, you can see how people would feel. You know, like anxious or you know, like all these hormones that you know aren't getting processed. You know, then we end up feeling like depressed because we feel lost in life because we're so used to being, you know, physically active. Um, the part that really worries me, like as a person, what I see, and I've been challenging some of the, you know, children that have come on WRI as well with like mm-hmm. asking them because they all the kids that are active that have been on the on the podcast, they have parents who are active. But yeah. we're coming up at a time where like there's a lot of these children that are extremely active and they're going to grow up and have kids. How are they ever going to teach them to be active if they've never been active during their lives either? Exactly. Because kids will do what their parents do. Yeah. So if these parents have never been active, they don't know how to connect with sports or camping or walking or hiking, you know, like what does that say to like future generations when there's nobody to teach them that these things are like actual, like real genuine parts of our lives. Exactly. Yeah. No, I find those things to be like, because you see with, with children now, and even with like, we were talking about like this skip the dishes, you know, model that do you think that skip the dishes should be allowed to deliver to schools? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I really don't because, um, like my kids were in a school a couple of years ago and they actually got rid of the program where they were allowed their hot lunches to come from any fast food place like McDonald's, Dairy Queen, Burger King, Boston Pizza, and they actually had healthy alternatives, which I liked. Was there a lot of parental support behind that? Because I would there, love it if my daughter's school did that. But, like, you know, when you go for college, it's still, you know, like Chinese food, McDonald's, you know, like Tim Hortons and all this. And it just, it's tough for me to see because when at home, when you're trying to, you know, communicate a completely different message than that, um, it's hard mm-hmm. for them to go to school there all the time where it's just like, these are the options. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Was there a lot of parental support behind it at that school? There, there was, there was. I mean, I mean, not a lot of people ordered. I mean, mm-hmm. people still brought in hot lunches for their kids, the McDonald's, the pizza, the, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I know that uh, you're at work right now, and I'm trying to be mindful. You also have some other things going on too, so we can we can wrap this up and so I just really appreciate you coming on to be able to chat um, about your you. been through and you know just talking about like kids and like raising kids in this world of health and fitness and uh, if you if you want this is the perfect time to be able to give a shout out to uh, be just strong again you know like any like Instagram Facebook anything that you want to throw out there so people can connect with you if they're looking at you know how to be able to connect with the the be just strong clothing brand or just um, so you're a great motivator. You're always posting amazing stuff on um, your social media. And you know, that's what led you to be on We Are I Today. You have a great message that you're putting up there. So share it with everybody so they can connect with you. 
Well, they can connect with me. So at Juliana K. Dean on Instagram, Juliana Dean on, uh, on Facebook. And then of course at justbestrong.com uh, on Facebook and then just be strong on, uh, on Instagram. Awesome. Yes. Kayla, thank you for being on the show and have a wonderful day. Thank you for taking time to see me.